This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and this is episode 84. Christy, we are closely approaching 100 episodes. Have you given any thought to the type of celebration that we deserve for this? Uh, something involving champagne and a highlight reel. Champagne and a highlight reel sounds like a good thing to me. I definitely, um, I, I think that's a good idea. Well, I do have to tell you, I'm celebrating as well right now. It is my birthday today. It's your birthday today? That's right. And EdTech Weekly is so important that I am still doing the show. Oh, well, I didn't get you anything yet. I wish I would have known and I would have got you a present. Oh, there's no need for presents. I'm just saying... I'm dedicated to the show. That's all I'm trying to say here. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah. And I think the other part that we need to talk about is we had a little text exchange um, this morning or this afternoon, and which you basically told me that you would steal the show from me if you just knew how to record it and you would just take over, do a hostile takeover. Is that not accurate? Wasn't that what you did? I think you misread something into my text. All I said was, I don't know how to record the show. That is what you do. Um, but are you feeling threatened for some reason? I guess apparently I am. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm um, projecting something. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the text now. I have the phone up here. Yeah. No, I guess you didn't really say that. You just you said you just said you didn't necessarily know how to record it. You didn't go straight to the fact that you would steal and just take over the show if you did. So I didn't not not say that. But oh, well. <laughs> That took a turn <laughs> on my birthday, too. Thanks. Well, I guess people who have been fans of the show know that I probably deserve that. So that's OK. Christy, as much fun as this is, you know, this is our we are on YouTube right now streaming live. And uh, I figure let's get to the show. So we start, as we always do, with the EdTech News Rundown. E-School News gives us EdTech Decision Makers or gives EdTech decision makers four surefire ways to get more for their EdTech dollar. Now, they begin by referencing that while spring break is a signal for students and teachers that the year is coming to an end, it's a different signal for IT directors who may be wondering how they can get everything accomplished for next fall with their EdTech uh, devices. They are hoping to ease some of this stress with these ways to make sure that you're getting your money's worth. Now, the first is use current technology to buy down the new fleet of devices. Uh, the second is don't pay cash. So financing could help districts, I guess, build sustainable plans. Uh, number three, avoid summer doldrums. And basically that's a period when a lot of people are looking to offload used devices. And finally, number four, refresh in intervals. Um, it may be overwhelming to do it all in the same month. And if, if you're an EdTech decision maker purchaser, I would definitely check this article out. Uh, for me, I found it interesting to think that the timing of a refresh could end up either adding up to tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, either losing or gaining that, depending on when and how the refresh is done. Uh, that's pretty significant. Christy, I know you've got a lot more experience in this area than I do. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I think that article is spot on on the timing and the four things that it talks about right now made me feel really good because those are exactly the things that we're doing in our district. So I was like, oh, yay, we're doing something right. I feel, I feel validated by that. But yeah, I think everyone right now, this time of year, if you're not already planning for next year, I'm sure you will be doing that soon and talking about what devices you need to update and how many. 
And so all those one, two, three, four tips, those are good. You know, in our district, we've gone with um, leasing our devices and that helps us spread out the payment and then also forces us to refresh for us every three years. So um, we're starting that and uh, I think it's going to work out pretty well for us. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're taking some of their advice and doing those things. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess the most depressing part about this for me is the fact that some people aren't excited about spring break. Like some people, you, it's a stressful time. That's not cool. I mean, if you're <laughs> in education, spring break should be a good time. Yeah, I know our techs uh, work and take advantage of any time the teachers and students aren't there. That is a super busy time for them because they can have access to all the computers. So they're busy. All right, our next story um, is an article from Ed Surge titled The Fifth C of 21st Century Skills. Try computational thinking, not coding. And it begins by asking, does current K-12 education equip every student with the requisite skills to become innovators and problem solvers, or even informed citizens, to succeed in this world with, with pervasive computing? Simply put, CT is thinking or problem solving like a computer scientist, using analytic and algorithmic concepts and strategies to formulate, analyze, and solve problems. The best way to teach it? In context. The article gives examples of how to do this in all core areas. So if you're interested in taking coding and computer programming to the next level for 21st century skills, check out this article for some ideas on how to incorporate this into your curriculum. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely sounds like something that's interesting. And I, I mean, I, I always think like, you know, the, these terms like critical thinking and, and all that kind of stuff, how do we attack that? And this certainly seems like a, a way to do that. Yeah, and check out the article uh, if you're a core area teacher, because oftentimes it's like, how are we going to add one more thing to our content already? But it gives some pretty good examples. Nice. All right, our next story, a blog on brookings.edu asks whether ed tech in the classroom is friend or foe. Now, well, this question has definitely been asked many times and in various ways, this article does highlight three main challenges that researchers are unhappy with when it comes to ed tech results. They are number one, the lack of attention paid to the reliability and validity of measuring ed tech success and the lack of incorporating the science of learning. That seems like it could be one and two, but number two, little evidence that ed tech even works. And number three, we don't know enough about supporting teachers and students through self-directed learning. Uh, that's something that is also a big topic. Now, they conclude with that ed tech initiatives need to be comprehensively developed and researched, and we need engagement from all stakeholders to truly achieve benefits from ed tech. This overall theme appears a lot in our stories, Christy, and I'm wondering, is this because we're just in that development stage when it comes to ed tech? Is that where we are? Or is this something that in 10 years we're still going to be discussing the exact same thing? Well, you know, I think technology is changing so fast. I think we're still going to be talking about it, but it will be about totally different technology. Um, you know, we have the question is, is this working? Is this technology helping? But by the time you get reliable and comp or, you know, data you can compare with, it's like something new has come out and something better. And that old, that tool is now old. So I'm not sure how we're going to keep up with the evaluation of it um, based on the tech tool. Yeah, it's, 
I, I don't know. There's so many things w- when we go through these stories that I just I wonder what the long term solutions are when I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. I, I don't know if that's because is it not getting through? Is nothing changing? Or is this just the thing that's that's happening right now? I don't know. I'm hopefully we'll get some answers soon. Okay. All right. Our last story is an article from EdTech Magazine that focuses on higher ed and as a result of a recent survey by Educause, which surveyed their members, came out with an infograph identifying 15 trends for 2018 in the higher ed world. The top five are academic transformation, number two, accessibility and universal design, number three, faculty development, number four, privacy and security, and number five, digital info and literacies. Check out the show notes to see the full list. On the top of the list was academic transformation, which will be driven by the need to create opportunities that meet the way that meet the ways that students want to learn. Now, Ricky, since you are in the higher ed world and I'm in the K-12 world, I thought we could take a look at these and see if they truly are unique to higher ed or are we all grappling with the same issues? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think we're all grappling with the same issues. I mean, accessibility, universal design, you know, being in the instructional design phase, it, this is something that we have all the time. We'll we'll get into a course and we'll be reviewing it for quality and there'll be things highlighted and colored in a way that's just not good for accessibility. We hear a lot of people who are interested in things like Prezi, and I have nothing necessarily against Prezi. Well, I guess I do. The fact that it is not accessible, um, it is not easily accessible for those that need certain accommodations. Um, so yeah, that faculty development is something that we all struggle with. I mean, I, I actually worked in faculty development in K-12, and now I'm working in faculty development in some aspects in higher ed. And it really, these problems are similar all the way across the board. Um, I guess that could be looked at as a good thing. So we can maybe hopefully use what we've learned on both sides. But yeah, it's, I think it's pretty much the same on either side of the, uh, on other side of it. Okay. Yeah. I thought a lot of those applied to the K-12 world as well. So good to hear. Yeah. I think it's both for sure. All right, Chrissy. Well, this is the end of our show. It's our first YouTube live stream for anybody who's been watching out there. We appreciate it. Hopefully it's not too terrible and we will continue to try to improve as I try to get the system set up better for switching cameras. Um, And hopefully next time we won't have a snow day so that we can have everyone on camera perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel bad because I sprung it on you at the last minute and you were like, "Mm, yeah, today's probably not a good day, but maybe (laughs) next week we'll, you know, we'll all be ready to go. And uh, maybe the uh, system will be set up a little bit better too. So we don't have any snafus like we had early on. Go ahead and email the show if you're interested in being a part of it in any way, edtechweekly at gmail.com. Again, that's how Christy became a part of the show, and we're glad to have her. Um, We've had many other people get involved, and we've been able to get interviews and people on the show that way. So please reach out to us there. You can follow us on Twitter at Christy M. Warren and me at 4TechTeachers, the number 4TechTeachers. And uh, check out edtechweeklyshow.com. We put the stories from the week's shows up there, and we try to keep it pretty updated. I've had some listeners who uh, email me and keep me on my toes and make sure I'm doing it. But I do fall behind occasionally, and uh, just, uh, yeah, be nice. But I'll do my best to get back in it. Um, And, again, I think we're pretty much up to date with that site now. So um, 
Chris, do you have anything for the good people as we head out from another week, episode 84? I think this is four straight weeks that we've gone on, um, which I'm actually kind of impressed with. Well, it is EdTech Weekly, so we're doing it. I know. it's We're literally doing the show's name, finally. I Maybe it shouldn't have taken 84 episodes to do that, but I'm glad that we're doing it anyway. No, I'll just say stay warm out there here in Northern California. We've got snow. You probably don't have that in Florida, though, do you, Ricky? Yeah, no snow. That's true. But we're supposed to be getting a cool front. It's been in the 80s for a lot of days, <laughs> the last like two weeks. So we're looking for a cool front, maybe in the, the low 70s here. So that'll be nice. Mm, a cool front. Wow, that's nice. All right, Christy. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. And we will see you next time on Ed Tech Weekly. <laughs>